You're listening to Flaunt, Find Your Sparkle and Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. Have you been betrayed by life, your body, or someone that you love? You're not alone. No matter what you've been through, Naked Self-Worth helps you regain confidence, joy, and enthusiasm so you can create a life you love and flourish. Tune in weekly and learn how. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra, Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. Hello and welcome to Flaunt, Create a Life You Love After Infidelity or Betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle and today we're going to talk about what to do when you have no idea what to do. Oh my gosh, (laughs) if you're anything like me, it's so much more comforting to know what to do, to have a problem and to have a solution, to ask a question and to know the answer. Or if you don't know the answer, to at least know where to go to get the answer. And that's what we're going to talk about today is what to do when you have a problem or a question or you're in pain and you don't know what to do to fix it. Because that happens more often than we care to admit to. And I want to start by saying That happens because it's normal. We have actually been taught that we're supposed to know the answer, when in fact, we're not supposed to know the answer. The way our world, our school system, our TV, our movies, our books, our media, everything is told with the story, with the frame of we're supposed to know the answer. If the teacher asks you a question, you're supposed to know the answer. If somebody poses a question, you're supposed to know the answer. If a problem happens, you're supposed to know what to do. And if you don't, then something is wrong with you. If somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer, there's shame, there's embarrassment. Why didn't I know? Why couldn't I have been better prepared? If something comes up and you don't know what to do, there's that feeling like people are going to judge me. They're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to think I'm incompetent. Why don't I know? And what I want to say is, that's the lie. That belief that we're supposed to know the answer is a lie. The belief that when things go wrong, we're supposed to be able to figure it out is a lie. And I just want to call it like it is because it's a lie. (laughs) There are things that we know, but more often than not, we don't know. And taking you a little bit deeper here. The reason that we don't know the answer, the reason that we don't know what to do, 
is because there is no right answer. There is objectively no one right answer to most of the questions that you could be asked. There is objectively no one right answer, one right solution to any of the problems that you could be experiencing. So really the first step in figuring out what to do when you don't know what to do is telling yourself, reminding yourself, hey, I'm really not supposed to know what to do. First of all, it's normal that I don't know what to do. And then second of all, be with the fact that there isn't one right answer. You don't have to figure it out and get it right because there is no getting it right. And you can figure out a multitude of solutions to your problem. And granted, some of those solutions might be better. Some of those solutions might not quite be as good. But every solution will have a consequence. And what's relevant is figuring out if that's the consequence that you want. There is no right, there is no wrong. You're not supposed to know the answer. All different answers or solutions will have a consequence. Is that a consequence that you're willing to live with, that you want to live with? Only you can answer that. So now that we've kind of put the frame around this, what to do when you don't know what to do, and you're realizing, no, I could do any number of things. It doesn't matter what I'm going to do because there's no right, there's no wrong. I want you to think about theater, performance, whether it's music or a play or a dance or something like that. So often, performers worry about getting it right. When they are in a chorus line and one member of the chorus line does something quote-unquote wrong, we notice it because everybody's supposed to be moving in sync and then suddenly they're not moving in sync. But when you're up there on your own, you can do something totally wrong, totally off script. You can miss a cue. You can drop a move. And unless you show that you've missed a cue or dropped a move, the audience isn't going to know. If you just keep going, the audience isn't going to know because they don't know what you had planned anyway. That's the same way that it is in your life. It's your life, first of all. It's nobody else's life. They might have an idea of what you're doing with your life or not, but it's not theirs to pass judgment on. (laughs) And nobody's going to know If you do something and you get it wrong, nobody's going to know if you do something and get it right. It's truly up to you. It's just how you carry it, how you own what it is you're doing. And when you think of life as being an experiment, it changes things. All life is an experiment. How does this work out? How does this not work out? When I say this, does it bring an invite connection? Or when I say that same thing, does it create disharmony and anger? 
It's an experiment. It's not that you did or said something wrong. It's that you experimented by saying something. And then the consequence is, ooh, that didn't go so well. Or, hey, that went really well. And that's how we evolve. That's how we learn in our life. That's how we grow. That's how we develop. When you were a kid, you probably said some things that were not appropriate or that hurt somebody's feelings. And then you learned, oh, if you do that, it's not so good. But until you got that reaction, until you got that feedback, you probably didn't know. And you're just experimenting as a kid. As an adult, you're still experimenting. What works for your kids and correcting your kids' behavior? What works at work? We all know some people need to be handled with kid gloves. Some people need to be addressed directly or they're not going to get it. Some people are really literal. Some people, you, you know, you have to do this, that, or the other thing. We adapt and we learn based on the responses that we get, based on the consequence, what we're supposed to do. But do we apply that to ourselves always? No. Do we have compassion for our own learning and growth and development and experimentation process? Sadly, no. And that's what I really am hoping. It's what I want for you. I'm hoping you can develop that capacity to see life as an experiment. To have kindness and compassion for yourself. To realize, yeah, I'm just kind of experimenting. Seeing how this turns out, I don't have the answer and that's okay. I don't have the solution and that's okay. I'm smart and I can figure some things out. I'm smart and I can get help. I can hire a coach. I can hire Laura as my coach. I can get counseling. I can see a therapist. I can connect with friends and family. I can read books. I can listen to podcasts. There's all of these things that you can do to start figuring it out. And then as you start getting more information and input and guidance, then you start becoming more and more clear. Oh, okay. With what I've learned, I think I will try one, two, or three. These are my three possible solutions. Let's experiment and let's figure them out. Then again, based on the feedback you get, It's back to the drawing board. It's, do I need more education? Do I need more emotional support? Do I need more friends and family in my life? Or do I need less? Do I need, at this point, to really go deep with some professionals and kind of let my family back away? Or do I just need to be nourished and loved by my family? And do I need to back away from self-development and let some of this gel? It's not that you've done something wrong. It's what do I need? Yes. Uh, Yes. What do I need next? It is a yes and. Yes and. Now what is my most immediate next step? In my coaching, I talk a lot about what is your most immediate next step. And what I do is I have people talk about, think about their desired outcome. How I want to feel is. How I want my life to be is. And then it takes some time, some weeks, a session or two to figure out 
How do I want to feel? How do I want my life to be? And then we can move to that next question. What causes me to feel that way? What causes my life to look like that? And then when you figure out how you want to feel and what causes you to feel that way, you start finding answers to those solutions. And again, how do you find it out? By experimenting. When I don't know what gets me there, what are the things that I try? And that's such a big one. People come to me and they're in the throes of despair. You know, they've just found out that their partner's cheated on them. They feel awful. They feel like they have zero self-worth. Their life is in shambles, blah, 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 blah. And I can say, how do, how do you want to feel? And usually they say, I just want to feel normal again. And it's like, awesome. What causes you to feel normal again? Can you guess what they say? I don't know. (laughs) Well, when you don't know what gets you feeling normal again, what are some things that you could try? What are some things that you could try? And here's here's the power of my five-step betrayal recovery process. It gives you ideas of things to try so you can start determining if those things help you feel the way that you want to feel. And that's what we're going to do is we're going to break down those five steps because these five steps, the five steps of flaunt, are what you can do when you don't know what to do to make you feel the way you want to feel. These five steps are the things that you can try to see if they help you become who you want to become when you're not sure how to do that. These are the five steps, the five steps of experiments and ideas of things for you to try so you can ascertain how they make you feel. And from there, then decide, yes, I need more or no, I don't need this or yes, and I need to tweak this. So the most immediate next step in getting you there is to move through these five steps of flaunt and experiment. Write down, take notes. Figure out what gets you feeling how you want to feel. So, when you don't know what to do, you've been cheated on, you don't know what to do. Your partner's moved out, you don't know what to do. Your partner has said, I'm really, 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 really sorry. I wanna work on this, it's all me. I wanna make this work. You don't know what to do. Your kids are in crisis. You don't know what to do. (laughs) You're in crisis. You don't know what to do. You don't know if you should get a divorce, meet with an attorney, meet with an accountant, get a new job, find a job, get, you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do, the answer is to flaunt. When you don't know what to do, the answer is always to flaunt. Here's what I love about the word flaunt. Yes, it's an acronym. And yes, we're going to break that down. 
But let's start with the word flaunt. Flaunt means to display yourself proudly. Flaunt is not about bragging and displaying yourself as more than you are. Flaunt is not about apologizing for who you are. Flaunt is not about just showing the good parts and hiding the bad parts. Flaunt is about showing yourself as you are. As you are in this moment might be a little wounded and dented and broken. As you are in this moment might be filled with rage and power. As you are in this moment might be grief stricken. So the first step is to always be where you are. How can you be anywhere where you're not? Be where you are. One of the examples that I give in my book, and I just love it, I don't think you can hear it too many times, is when you're using your GPS. Yes, it's important to know your destination. But more important, You need to know your location. You need to know where you are right now. If you don't know where you are right now, your location doesn't really matter. Because if your location is in the center of the United States, the directions are vastly different if you're coming from the East Coast than they are if you're coming from the West Coast or the northern United States, or the southern United States. Of course your destination matters, but what matters more is being where you're at and knowing where you're at. You've got to know where you're at. So what to do when you don't know what to do is first figure out where you're at and flaunt. I am broken right now. I am confused right now. I don't know the answers right now. I don't know what to do right now. I'm empowered and ready to rumble right now. Be where you're at. That's the very first thing. Then walk yourself through the letters of flaunt. It's a simple word, F-L-A-U-N-T. Walk yourself through the letters. These are your most immediate next steps. Walk yourself through each letter an experiment, and see what kind of information they provide you. See what kind of feedback you get. So, what to do when you don't know what to do? What to do? Flaunt. <laughs> Find where you're at and flaunt who you are and where you're at right now. Then your first most immediate next step is F. Find your fetish. Flaunt is an acronym. It stands for F, find your fetish, L, laugh out loud, A, you accept unconditionally, and navigate the negative in T, trust in your truth. So your first step is to find your fetish. And you might be thinking, fetish? Wait, Laura, what? Like flaunt, the word fetish was intentionally chosen. Flaunt was intentionally chosen because it's the power of being where you're at and not trying to mask up, not trying to cover and hide and be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. My partner cheated on me and it's going to be fine. It's not about spiritually bypassing. Oh, I just forgive and it's all great. 
It's not, it's about being where you're at flaunting. Fetish two was chosen intentionally. Think about when you think about the word fetish. It's a little naughty. It's just a little like, yowza, what are we going to talk about? It raises eyebrows. It makes you sit up and take notice. It's out of the ordinary. The ordinary words you hear. Do what satisfies you. Do what's fulfilling. I just want to be happy. Nobody really talks about finding their fetish. Wow. It's a little taboo. When you don't know what to do, you need to break out of the ordinary. When you don't know what to do, you need to get a little risque. You need to lean into something different. There's that Einstein quote about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. That's why this isn't about figuring out what satisfies you or finding your purpose in life. This is doing something different. If you're anything like me and so many of the women that I've worked with and the friends that I've had, we've all tried to figure out what satisfies us. We've all tried to figure out our life purpose. We've used all these different tools, all these different quizzes, read all these different books. We've been like, I'm going to figure myself out. I'm going to figure out my type my personality type, my whatever it is. I'm this, I'm that. Are you this or that? Oh, you've got to read this. Horoscopes, all of this stuff. Figuring out your personality type or your leadership type or your horoscope or your number, your whatever it is, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fun. It's good. It provides information. But did it change your life? When you found out that you were a manifester generator, did everything change? And suddenly you're like, dang, I found my purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm on it now. When you realized that you were an extrovert or a middle child or a firstborn or whatever your personality type is or that you're a number two with a wing of a one or whatever it is, did it suddenly change everything for you? Chances are it didn't. Chances are it gave you more information about yourself, which is a piece of the puzzle, which is a step. You want more information about yourself. You want to understand. But it didn't change you. And that's why flaunt, F, find your fetish, is about doing more. It's about taking some of that information. It's about finding your fetish. It's about the application of the knowledge of the wisdom. Take all those self-help, self-help books you've read. Think about all the podcasts you've listened to. Finding your fetish is applying it. It's not just keeping it in your head. It's moving it into your body. And my book talks a lot about movement and embodiment and using your body to change your life so you can find your fetish, so you can feel your fetish, so you can be lit up. So it's not just in your head, I know who I am and I know what my love languages are and I know all these things about me. It's it's how to apply that and how to get it into the real living, how to make it into the meat and bones of your body so it's different. 
And that's what finding your fetish is about. It's about really connecting with, oh, what makes you feel like that? (laughs) What makes you that like naughty, giggly laugh that you can't wait to drive for it? Yes, I get to do this. Oh my God, I can't wait. It's been forever. What gets you that excited? That's your life passion. That's your purpose. That's satisfaction. That's fulfillment. That's your fetish. My book walks you through some great exercises around finding your fetish. It gives you some concrete examples and ideas of things to do to help remember what brought you that level of joy and satisfaction. And one of the things I talk about often is play. The power of play. Do you remember gulping down your dinner because you couldn't wait to get outside and finish playing? Do you remember the doors of the school opening and you're like running to get to recess because you can't wait? You wanted to be the first to get to the swings, whatever it was. Do you remember getting a new toy? Or many toys at Christmas and just being like, ah, that's the level of joy. That is fetish. That's that I can't wait. That's the juiciness of living. That's how we all want to live. That's how we all deserve to live. That's how we're all capable of living when we can find our fetish and know what brings us that level of joy. And no, that level of joy is not reserved for childhood. That level of joy is capable and normal and natural for us to have for our entire lives. So the first thing to do when you don't know what to do, when you don't know the answers, you figured out where you're at, you're flaunting, you're comfortable being where you're at, find your fetish. Start doing some things that are totally out of the ordinary. I've got a meetup group. People come to that and they often say, I've never reached out for a social connection. I've never reached out to talk to anybody about what I'm going through. It feels embarrassing. But wow, this feels really good. This feels different. So one of those something different things, like I mentioned, is this meetup. If you're interested in trying it out, go to www.com flourishafterinfidelity.com and you can sign up. That's flourishafterinfidelity.com. But again, it's an experimenting. I've never connected with people in this way before. Take a hike, take a walk, try some cooking, take a class, read a different kind of book. I love historical fiction. Try something else. Try rom-com. Try science fiction. Try something different because that's finding your fetish. Find what gets you excited and do it. The next step, when you don't know what to do, the next step is the next step of flaunt and that's L for laugh out loud. And you might be thinking, really, Laura, really? You're telling me when my partner cheats on me, when I don't know if I should stay or go, you're telling me to laugh out loud? Are you kidding me? And what I'm going to say is, no, absolutely not. What to do when you don't know what to do? 
after you've flaunted and found your fetish, is to laugh out loud, and here is why. When you're stressed, when you don't know what to do, it activates your nervous system, and you start feeling agitated. You start feeling like you're wrong. You start feeling like you're dumb. Like, what's wrong with me? Why can other people figure it out? Why is this so hard? And then when your nervous system is activated, you go into a state of fight. I'm just going to figure it out. And I'm going to divorce today. And I'm going to get a new job today. And I'm going to move out today. That's that fight. Or you go into flight. I'm just going to drink and forget it all. It's all going to be fine. I'm just going to sit here on the couch and watch TV and not deal with it. He can deal with it, not me. That's flight. Or freeze. Freeze is that crumble. I'm just going to lay here on the floor and sob. I can't even eat. I can't shower. I can't figure anything out. I can't take care of myself. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do anything. Fight, flight, freeze. The other one that you may know a little bit about or you may not know anything about is fawn. And fawning is where it's going to be perfect and I'm going to take care of everything and and we're going to be totally perfect and we're going to have this great sex. It's that hysterical bonding. Where I'm going to make up for everything and and he's going to fall in love with me and I'm going to fall in love with him and it's all going to be great and we're going to be perfect and I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to do everything that he said because it might have been my fault and I really did have things to do with it. And then we make ourselves crazy. When our nervous system is activated and we're in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn, we are not in the rational thinking part of our brain. We're in, it's, it's almost like perpetual motion <laughs> or immobility, but we're not thinking. We're not making decisions. We're not rational. It's, we don't have agency when our nervous system is jacked up. We just don't. So when we don't know what to do, instead of stewing about it, instead of persevering and figuring it out, or thinking obsessive thoughts. What to do is to laugh. What to do is to laugh. Before I go into a little bit more on laughter, I want to say I mentioned obsessive thoughts. So many of us struggle with obsessive thoughts. Obsessive thoughts are our mind replaying things over and over and over and over and over, thinking, I can figure it out next time. I can figure it out next time. I can figure it out. Just let me see it one more time and I can get it right. I can do it right next time. I can do it right next time. I can do it right next time. That is your nervous system being jacked up. That is not you being rational and capable and figuring out what to do. That is you not knowing what to do next. And instead of being able to chill and sit and be like, hey, I am in a state right now where I don't know what to do next. Instead, our mind is like, I got to do something. 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 So we think obsessively. Does it help? No. Have you ever been helped by obsessive thoughts? No, I haven't either. Nobody that I have ever worked with has been like, you know what? 
the 30,000th time I thought of that, I figured it out and now I'm okay. It just doesn't work that way. So when you don't know what to do, laugh. How do you laugh when your whole world has been turned upside down? When probably the worst thing that has ever happened to you has just happened? You have to consciously create it and go after it. Right now, today, I want you to write down your top few funny movies. And if you're so grouchy and negative that you're like, I don't even know what they are, that's okay. Google top funny movies. Top funny movies of all times. Top funny movies for women. Top funny movies, whatever. I can even give you my list. Think about sitcoms. Think about when you were a kid. What was funny when you were a kid? Think about comedians. Who's funny now? Who was funny then? Even if you think, okay, way back when I thought Eddie Murphy's Raw was really funny. I thought that was really, really funny. Even if you watch it and go, yo, that didn't age as well as I had hoped. That's still information. That's still feedback. You did something. Because this show is all about what to do when you don't know what to do. When you don't know what to do and you're on the L stage and you're choosing laughter and you try something, it's feedback. Wow, that didn't age well. That didn't have the same impact on me now as it did then. It had its moments, but it wasn't quite it. Try something. Maybe Bill Burr is really funny to you. Maybe he's not. Go through, watch some John Olivers on YouTube. Say, hmm, people talk about Seth Meyers, but I've never really watched him. Let me check. It's about experimenting. It's not about success. If there's one thing I could do for our world, I would really, really love to take away this idea that it's black and white success or failure, right or wrong. Try some comedies. If it falls flat, it falls flat. If it lights you up, it lights you up. Same thing with finding your fetish. If you come to one of my meetups, they're virtual. They're not in person, although I am going to be doing some in-person stuff. Um, now that we're safely, hopefully, past the pandemic, come to a meeting. Flourishafterinfidelity.com. Come to a meeting. If you're like, dang, I needed community. This is exactly what I need. That's information you learned. If you're like, nope, didn't need it. That's information you learned. It's giving you the step to take. So you're making progress. So the next step to take is what I call the golden center of flaunt. AU stands for accept unconditionally. And AU is also the atomic symbol for gold. So what to do when you don't know what to do? Realize that that's fine. Usually we don't. Figure out where you're at, flaunt. I don't know what to do next. Find your fetish. Try it. See if it works. Get some information. Laugh out loud. Try it. See if it works. Get some information. If it works, your nervous system has been calmed down. You're back in your thinking brain, and now you're able to make some good decisions. If you find your fetish and you find something that really lights you up, suddenly you're living on purpose. Suddenly those decisions are easier to make because you've got more information about how you want to be. 
The third thing to do when you don't know what you want to do or when you don't know what to do is AU accept unconditionally. And in a way, this loops back around to the starting point of accepting that you don't know what to do. (laughs) It's really finding acceptance with the fact that, wow, we live in kind of a jacked up world where we're expected to act like we know. We're expected to make these great decisions that move us forward at all times, never with failure, never with regret. Accepting that that's where we're at externally, but then accepting internally that it's okay to make mistakes. Accept internally that it's okay to make mistakes. Accept unconditionally that it's okay that I laid on the floor and sobbed for two days. Accept unconditionally that it's okay that I thought revenge cheating might be a really good idea and I went out and I drank and I did some stupid things. Accept unconditionally that I told some people some things that I shouldn't have said. Accept unconditionally that I absolutely lost my cool and screamed at my partner, at my kids, whatever. Again, it's that compassion for yourself, but accepting unconditionally that you did what you did. And while it might not be okay in that there can be some consequences that you now have to face that were unintended, It's accepting that that's where you were and that's what you did. And that you're capable of moving forward, that you got some information from that, that you now maybe know what not to do, what didn't work, and that you know differently. You know better and you can do better. So what to do when you don't know what to do is to accept unconditionally that, wow, the world puts a lot of pressure on us and I put a lot of pressure on myself. I want to be perfect. My whole life I've tried to be perfect. Oh my God, my whole life I have done everything within my power to be perfect and to make the right decision and to do the right things for the right reasons. And when it doesn't turn out, I don't usually like to go parading around saying, I really messed this up. None of us do. But it's that unconditional acceptance that, wow, this is the pressure that the world has put on me. And I bought that messaging. And I've put even more pressure on myself internally than anybody has put on me externally. And I've messed up in some pretty big, bad ways. And I got to accept that. Got to have compassion for myself because otherwise it's going to shut me down and keep me small and keep me not happy. So what to do when you don't know what to do? Accept. The next step in flaunt is to navigate the negative. So what to do when you don't know what to do is to navigate the negative. Navigate the bad feelings. Navigate the uncomfortable feelings. Navigate the good feelings. Navigate the ending that was not the ending that you wanted. Navigate all the stuff that's coming up that you didn't sign up for. Navigate the unfairness of your whole freaking situation. 
It's not about getting it right or getting it wrong. It's about navigating it. And yes, so many of these concepts and steps are interrelated. But that's what it takes because what to do when you don't know what to do is to try all these different ways of seeing it. It's like walking around the box that's sitting in the middle of the room and looking at it from all different angles. From this angle, it looks brown. Ooh, but from this angle over here where the sun is shining in on it, I can see that it's not brown. It's actually kind of a reddish color. And then from over here, it looks closed and taped shut. It looks like I'm going to need tools to get in. But when I walk around over here, I see that this side is completely open. That this is not even a closed box, but from the other three sides, it looks closed to me. Navigating the negative is about walking around your situation and just seeing it from different angles. From shifting your perspective so you can have a different experience. For example, I talk about this a lot. I talk about how betrayal really is a catalyst for something more. When you see infidelity and betrayal as the worst thing that's ever happened to you, it can become the worst thing that ever happened to you. When you see it as the best thing that ever happened to you, it can start becoming the best thing that ever happened to you. And when you see it anywhere in the middle, that's kind of where it lands too. We do create our own reality. We create our own perception. You've probably all heard that like an, an email little story of the woman who has been wheeled into her nursing home at the end of life. And they're saying, do you like this? This is your room. And she's saying, I love it. It's perfect. And they're saying, but you ha- you're blind. You haven't even seen it yet. And she says something about, it doesn't matter. I've decided that I love it. I decided that it's going to be perfect. Of course, it's more eloquently worded than that. But that's the idea. You can decide that infidelity is going to make you bitter. Or you can decide that infidelity is going to make you better. Really, the choice is yours. I'm here to help you. If you decide you want to use it to make you better. I'm here to help you if you decide that you want to learn how to navigate some of this negative. If you want to learn how to heal and grow and become and develop. Navigating the negative means it's okay that you're going to have a pity party sometimes. It's okay that things are going to mess up. It's okay that you don't know what to do next. What do you do? You just navigate. You balance. It's like a teeter-totter. It's like a skateboard. You stand in the middle and you balance. You go a little this way. You go a little that way. Sometimes you fall. You get back up. You figure out your balance. You navigate. And then my absolute favorite, the last thing to do when you don't know what to do is T, trust in your truth. When you don't know what to do, when you don't know who you can count on, when you don't know if somebody is telling you the truth or if they're telling you a story, when you don't know if somebody is ethical or moral or logical, or when you don't know, turn inwards. Trust your truth. 
Trust what you know to be true in in your soul. Even though the evidence might be showing you something else, deep in your soul, don't you know that there's a lot of beauty in life? Deep in your soul, even if you've got your inner critic and all your self-doubt, deep in your soul somewhere, don't you know that you are a divine light? That you were created with intention and purpose and that there's something more for you. When you don't know what to do, just trust that. Trust that you would not have been left here in this situation hanging out if you couldn't handle it. If it wasn't going to bring you something better and beautiful. When you don't know what to do, Trust yourself. No, you might not be able to trust somebody else, and that's okay. You've got yourself. Even if somebody disappoints you again, you've got yourself. Even if it works out, even if it doesn't work out, even if your partner cheats again, even if they don't cheat again, Even if you do all the repair work and then later decide that that's not what you wanted, you can change your mind. You're entitled to change your mind. We're all entitled to change our mind. Just trust in your truth. So when you don't know what to do, the first thing to do is to figure out where you're at. Where I'm at is I'm in a state of confusion and I'm just going to flaunt with that. I'm going to find my fetish. I'm going to start figuring out some things and see if they bring me joy. If they don't, that's information. If they do, that's information. The next step I'm going to do is I'm going to laugh. I'm going to look at my list of funny movies, funny TV shows. I'm going to try some things out. Cat videos always do it for me. Kid videos on Instagram always do it for me. I'm going to accept unconditionally that the world has told me I need an answer, that I am putting extraordinary pressure on myself to get it right, but that I'm not going to, and I don't have to, and that's normal. And I'm going to accept unconditionally and give myself grace and love and compassion and maybe even extend to others that same grace and compassion that I'm extending to myself. I'm going to navigate the negative. I'm going to navigate my confusion. I'm going to navigate my situation, knowing full well that I'll lose my balance and that that's okay. And most importantly, I am going to trust in my truth. I'm going to trust in my intuition, my inner knowing, my guidance. And here's the thing. This doesn't have to be done in a linear fashion. When you don't know what to do, it's easy to remember the acronym. That's why I put it in an acronym so it could be easily accessible. So even if you're crying on the floor, you can walk yourself through these steps. I have bracelets with charms on them that say flaunt. I have bookmarks with charms on them that say flaunt. I have my book and on the cover it says flaunt. 
and it will remind you. But that's why I did it as an acronym so you remember what to do. But as you're laying there on the floor, maybe you can't really choose F and L. Maybe you start with AU. Maybe you start with T. It doesn't matter where you start. Just move yourself through the acronym. Because these are five steps that you can take when you don't know what to do. Five things that will give you information and will help move you forward no matter where you are at. Now, I'm going to conclude by saying I highly recommend that you hop on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Walmart, New World Library. They're the publisher who published my book. And go anywhere books are sold. My book is available anywhere books are sold. It's under $20. Buy the book. Buy the book and then start flipping through it. Read the intro and just chill with it. Look at these steps. Learn more about these steps. Keep the book on your nightstand. Keep the book with you. Because then it's your anchor. It's your connection to me. It's connection to wisdom, to higher self. So the next time you're thinking, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have a decision to make and I don't know what to do. What to do is to flaunt. If you can't remember what these are, grab the book. I've got exercises. I've got activities. I've got anecdotes. I've got stories. I've got all of these things. So what to do is to walk through them. What to do is to figure out which step feels most doable or appropriate to you in the moment. Buy the book. There's also a link to downloadable meditations and forms. So again, if you're like, I've got to do something, I've got to do something, I've got to do something. Great, listen to a meditation, download it. Do something constructive to calm your nervous system so you can move forward in a rational thinking way. Have a really, really good week this week. Be mindful of all of the times where you don't know what to do. And just analyze your own behavior. Do you fly into action? Do you freeze? Do you have anxiety? Chronic anxiety so often is caused from not knowing what to do. Practice flaunting. Practice flaunting every time you don't know what to do. Collect that information. See where it leads you. And then let me know. Let me know. The book, once again, is called Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. And it's by me, Laura Cheadle. Have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are. Because who you are is always more than enough. One of the hardest things about finding out that your partner has had an affair is the shame and embarrassment talking about it because it makes you feel like you did something wrong, that somehow you weren't good enough and that you didn't keep them happy. And there's such a misperception in the world around what affairs are like and what it means when somebody has had an affair. That's why I have created a monthly support group for women who have been betrayed by their partner. 
It's for women who are really ready to move through the grief and the pain in a healthful way so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity and betrayal as quickly and as healthfully as possible. And part of that is having community, having community with people who are positive. There are so many online support groups where everybody's just really negative and grouchy and they just vent their own pain and they vomit their pain all over you. And this group is nothing like this. This group is honest. Yes, we're honest. But it's also about support and community and holding each other and building each other up. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, go to www.flourishafterinfidelity and sign up. When you sign up, you'll immediately get the Zoom link to our next meeting, and then you will be in the loop and you will know when each monthly meeting is about to occur. I really look forward to having you there, to building this community of strong women together. Once again, it's www.flourishafterinfidelity.com. And we'll see you at our next meeting. To all the women who have cried in the shower, smiled when they wanted to scream, and couldn't wait to get home and unhook their bra, Flaunt is the definitive guidebook on how to get back in touch with who you are underneath your labels, roles, and scripts. Fall in love with yourself right now. Breathe life into the dreams you left behind and live each day with uninhibited joy. Pick up a copy of Laura Cheadle's number one best-selling book, Flaunt. Drop your cover and reveal your smart, sexy, and spiritual self wherever books are sold. It's available in print, digital, and audio formats and comes with two downloadable meditations. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Develop naked self-worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.